We're we're recording. We're rocking and rolling. Live. Live and in action. How are we doing? Sounds good. Good. Eric, you're representing the devoted jacket. Yeah. How's it going? Good. Is that the is that that's the new one that we got, isn't yes. it? Brand spanking just got it a few days ago. Yeah, I um mine like really came in handy the other day when it was raining. I was like, this is a good like windbreaker rain jacket. I haven't tried it out in the rain yet, so I don't know how good it is in that perspective, but definitely a good windbreaker for sure. Yeah. Just go find someone to toss a bucket of water on you, Eric, and see if it wicks right off. Remember the yeah, bucket that bucket challenge? Uh, ice back bucket in the day? Ice bucket challenge, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I have to do is go outside, although it's not overly cold out it's like 60 degrees so it's not bad wow. oh you guys mm -hmm. i know what stephanie are your kids home from school again today um they had a late start this morning okay. i had a very uh the very first time ever i got an emergency notice yesterday on my phone for a snow squall i had never heard of a snow squall before yeah and yeah, us what is what is a snow squall <laughs> um it is like a sudden onset of snow and wind and creates like problematic issues for visibility and like blizzard like conditions. I think we got three inches of snow in an hour. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it is currently, um, check my phone here. It is six degrees currently in Nebraska. You could have it. Yeah. <laughs> Warm and toasty. <laughs> Laura's I, I, in a lot better shape than I am, even. But uh, well, uh, I think we're about like sixty-six too, Eric. I'm not gonna oh, lie. Like, yeah. yeah, not not but not much different here. So that's good for working outside, right? So yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You, Stephanie, you want to take your computer outside real quick? And... Yeah, I'll just <laughs> just lock up. <laughs> this conversation. That'd be a great video the other day of her shoveling snow too. <laughs> how dare you I'm sorry. oh that's amazing yeah last week we had more snow and bless those doorbell cameras and the things that they capture uh i was shoveling my stairs and took a little spill <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you can laugh about it and you're not hurt so there's, there's that yeah not hurt i immediately sent it to laura you <laughs> <laughs> knew how much i'd appreciate <laughs> Makes for, for good comedy footage if you want to add some to one of these segments. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We can do this. You know what's weird? I should just pull this up on you. <laughs> I, won't. I won't do that. Your too. best friend status gets revoked. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, all right, yeah, should we uh, should we there. should we start on uh, some music here? Yeah, is this not the weather segment? Did we? <laughs> It's devoted dish. We're dishing on the oh, way. We got the devoted dish weather channel. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's do this. Devoted dish. Can't. You're dancing by yourself, girlfriend. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> it's Friday. Um, it's Friday. Oh, Eric, you have a friend. Who's your friend? For those listening, it's a puppy. That's Mayhem. Oh, this is German Shepherd. Oh my gosh. He's a, he's a Dutch Malinois. Oh, okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. He's a beast. Looks like a beast. So <laughs> beautiful. Does it dance? Let's see. Let's find yeah, out. We're find it... out. All right, here we go. Oh, should we also we'll mention Spotify in a moment, but go ahead. The dance part. 
Oh, he does dance. Oh, look at him. Oh, my gosh. He might get angry. <laughs>
um, and the different avenues and the additional support that they need and require as they come back. So thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. Yeah, and thank you for all you've done too and just helping other um, individuals understand that. Yeah, it's it's really something, you know, especially the Vietnam era vets, um, they actually don't want to be involved in the federal government much <laughs> because of all the things that happen to them when right. they when they return. And so what I find is a lot of vets are a lot like my dad that they have they feel like they're not hurt so bad. They have brothers and sisters uh, that are veterans that are much worse off for, than them. And so they don't want to join the VA. What they don't understand is if they don't join the VA, even if they don't go right, if they don't join the VA, if they don't sign that application and get into the to the VA through, you know, uh, various different qualifiers, I'm sure we'll talk about um, the VA is not getting money for them to help their brothers and sisters. <laughs> so so they get paid per head and uh and so I think we need to get that message across uh, to, to the veterans out there. Yeah, I think that's a really good message. Actually, my uh, dad was also um, in, in the Vietnam uh, veteran era and he was in the Navy um, and most more recently actually signed up for the VA. <laughs> exactly. It took how long, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you convinced him. That's awesome. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> So I think a good place to start, and that's such a great introduction to what we're talking about today. I think a good place to start is, Eric, can you talk to us a little bit about the different levels of coverage that are available for vets, um, just from your personal experience, but then also from your professional experience and moving forward, what what options are there for, for veterans? I think the, you know, the mass majority of folks, um, you know, if they get an honorable discharge from the from the military, they have um, they uh, are eligible for for VA health care. But that doesn't necessarily mean they qualify. Um, so VA health care is sort of the the initial step or the initial coverage uh, side of things. And so they have to uh, qualify for that, though. There's either a financial qualifier uh, where you have to make a certain dollar threshold to get in. Um, and get that kind of, and uh, take advantage of that benefit. Or if you were ever injured in the military and it was actually, um, you know, notated uh, and documented, then you can get in with that qualifier and it eliminates the financial qualifier. So that VA healthcare piece is important. That's a benefit though. It's not actual credible health coverage. They do offer credible drug coverage though, which is helpful. Uh, and so even if they tripped off the bus and training, uh, you know, boot camp and it's documented, that's a ticket into the VA. And a lot of veterans don't understand that. Um, and that's really important to document those things. Like my son's active duty right now. He's already had a plethora of injuries and he's one of those guys that don't want to tell anybody anything's going on because he doesn't want to mess with his deployable status. <laughs> and so, so making sure that he's noting these type of things for his future, for sure. I think one thing you said there too is really important. It's not credible health coverage. Mm. So I think that's important for people to understand is that what happens, right? If you have VA, but you didn't pick up your part B for Medicare. Yeah, that's a big problem. Um, a lot of people don't realize that they think as a matter of fact, it used to be a while ago 
the VA personnel at the VA would actually say, well, you don't need to get your Part B. You have VA healthcare coverage. The problem with that is since it's a benefit and it's not credible health coverage, if they delay their Part B, then they take their Part B later, they're going to have that Part B penalty. So that's a major issue that they don't really um, see. And then the next part of that, too, is let's say they get in a car accident outside of the VA or if they slip and fall on the ice like we were just talking about. Right. Mm -hmm. And they get uh, an AMBO ride to they're not going to say, hey, are you a veteran? We need to go to a VA, <laughs> you know, trauma one center. Right. Uh, they're going to take you to a civilian uh, center. And there's a set of rules that a veteran has to go by to report that to the VA. If they don't do it in a timely manner or according to the way the veteran, the VA wants, the VA can deny paying for those charges, even though and they could potentially deem it as not emergent. You know, so let's say you slip on the ice, you don't break a bone, but you think it's bad enough to go to the hospital and the VA doesn't deem that as an emergency. Guess who's on the hook for the cost of that? And if you don't have Part B, that's a lot of money and it could really hurt. Yeah, I think that's a that's an important call out there is, you know, why it can be so important to have your Medicare alongside of that, that VA coverage. Absolutely. Yeah. On that point, Laura, perfect segue. It's like we planned this, but we actually don't. <laughs> um, is it true or is it a myth? If you join an MA plan, do you get booted from your VA plan or can those coexist? They can absolutely coexist. And this is it's such a perfect point because you know, you, you if you have your A and B, of course, you got Medicare backup, but there's no max out of pocket. That's why we have jobs that devoted, right? We're trying to financially secure and help these people, right? Um, and so when you look at it that way, if they have their A and B, they still have max out of pocket or they don't have a max out of pocket at that point. If you have a devoted uh, plan, um, whether MA or MAPD, either one, I think it's important to have that as backup. And uh, the VA does not talk to Medicare or coordinate with Medicare in any way. So you could literally use the best of both worlds to your advantage. So let's say you're going to a specialist at the VA and you're getting a medication there and the medication is relatively inexpensive for you. You can maybe keep the, that medication there, for example. Or let's say you go to the VA and you have a host of these generic drugs that you're um, that you, that you have to pay for. You have to pay a copay for it if it's not a condition or related to an injury related to their service then what ends up happening is they have to pay the copays for those uh, medications um, in, in a lot of cases. And so they could get those potentially from like a devoted MAPD plan, for example, that, uh, that they can get their, their medications sometimes for as low as zero cost. So, so you can use the best of both worlds to your advantage for sure. And on that, sorry, Laura, I, do you go I was going to segue on it, but go ahead. If you, I was just, go ahead. I had a quick follow-up question on that. Yeah. Um, so when we're looking at both utilizing MA and VA, like you said, to their benefit, is there a primary and a secondary? Is there one that pays first versus second? Or how does that work out? No, it's actually they work completely independent of each other. Um, unless you get into retiree coverage, which is like TRICARE for Life or CHAMP VA, which is a completely different segment and works completely differently. Um, but when you're talking about the VA, it's completely separate. If you go to the VA, you don't need to show your devoted card or carrier card. You just show your military ID and, and 
you know, go to the VA for the VA. If you want to go to, um, you know, the, a civilian doctor for maybe a second opinion or something like that, uh, or using the beautiful benefits that we have all on our plans, like the dental and the vision and uh, food cards, uh, home cards, those type of things, you could use that completely separately and it doesn't bother the other. That kind of hit on what I was just going to say too, Eric, like what are some additional advantages <laughs> play on of words there <laughs> of having a Medicare advantage in addition to a VA. I mean, yes, we talked about, you know, an emergencies or hospital situations or also the max out of pocket piece of it, mm -hmm. um, or just having that opportunity to go get your prescriptions filled at a pharmacy, at potentially a lower cost there or seeing different doctors. But what are some other things too? So there's a couple of little nuances there. If you're not hundred percent disabled at the VA, you don't get dental coverage. And so when you when you do a, a big survey of different veterans and you ask them what their needs are, a lot of times it's dental related. Um, uh, you have a lot of veterans that are food insecure. And so having a home card and those access to those kind of um, services, I think, is extremely important. Um, so whenever you go through and you talk to all these veterans and what their needs are. And so a devoted plan has all those pieces of that puzzle. Additionally, you have access to larger formularies with the devoted plan as well compared to the VA. So VA has a bit of a limited formulary for them to use. So those are some of the awesome things that they could take advantage of for sure. One other um, follow-up question there, is there any disadvantage to joining a Medicare um, Advantage plan if you have VA coverage? Not at all. You can literally use the best of both worlds. It's, uh, it works phenomenal. Um, because neither one talks to each other. So you can use uh, whatever you love at the VA, you can continue to use, or you can use the, uh, the VA for all your care and just use uh, so a devoted plan for all the extras and the goodies. So that's one of the things you can do when you're talking about VA coverage specifically. When you get into TRICARE and CHAMP, that's a completely different animal. So I wanted to make sure you all knew <laughs> that you can't do the same thing with those two uh, you know, coverages. And um, sorry, somebody, I'm like, I've got, <laughs> got a few things that I want to Let me ask a question. Fine, God. Yeah. No, no, no. Do keep, no, keep the conversation. I, just, I kind of, uh, I, I'd actually lost my, <laughs> lost my train of thought for a second. There was something I was going to ask that was going along with it. Go ahead, somebody. Oh, no. Now I feel bad. <laughs> you should. I should. Okay. Well, hopefully it pops back in. Um, because one of the things I was, going to segue into, and maybe this will trigger a light bulb, Laura, um, is as we have brokers who are listening to this conversation around the benefits to members, how can brokers best support veterans in their community? And then also what tidbits, nuggets, insight can we share with them to make them feel confident to have these conversations with uh, veterans in their community? Well, I think the number one thing is, um, is to really understand it. You know, you look at all the different factions of Medicare, right? And all the different people that you deal with on a daily basis. There's so many veterans out there and there's not a ton of training out there. So you're going to see devoted, uh, and Laura's done an amazing job with the, uh, the veteran training piece that we have built. You're going to see a lot more veteran training come out over the next uh, uh, few months. And so I think it's important to always 
plug in and attend not only one session, but, but plug in multiple times to a lot of those training sessions um, to, to really get to understand better in healthcare, how it works um, in, in that space. I think that's number one. Number two, a lot of people don't know this. If you are a family member of a veteran uh, and you can get a hold of their DD-214, that's their honorable discharge paperwork, you can actually join the VFW even though you're not a, v, a, a veteran yourself. So I would say reach out to your family members, see if you can utilize and piggyback as a family of a veteran to join the Legion, to join the VFW and vets, uh, to reach out to, to the Disabled American Veterans, the DAV. There's local offices in your area. Get to know veteran service officers, get involved in events and all those things to plug in with the, with the veterans as much as you can. We do veteran coffees, um, so Red Fridays, uh, Remember Everyone Deployed. You can do all kinds of cool stuff, like bring a VSO in with you as an agent to a coffee shop. And actually, then those veterans can come in and talk to a VSO, and you're hosting those events. And it's really amazing um, how you become a go-to person in those type of things because you're offering a service. You're not there for sales. You're offer the, offering a service to those veterans. Um, and uh, so that outreach to the VSOs, veteran service organizations or veteran service officers is extremely important because you're connecting the dots uh, to help those veterans uh, in a lot of different ways. And then the last piece I would say is understanding that once you go to the education piece of it, make sure it's part of your needs analysis. You need to know if you run into somebody with VA healthcare coverage, you run into a spouse of a veteran that was 100% disabled that doesn't even know they qualify for some of these uh, things like CHAMP VA, to know how to piece that together and get them in the hands of the right people to help them out. Same thing with TRICARE for Life. What do you do? And so I think part of the needs analysis is important to identify what type of person you have in front of you to make sure that you don't put them into a plan that doesn't make sense for them. I, I really love that. I Everything you just said there, I think it makes so much sense. And I think it does... Um, there's just so many services out there uh, that are available, but sometimes it can be hard to navigate because there are so many different services, so many different options. Um, and it's hard to figure out, okay, well, what do I qualify for? What don't I qualify for? What can, where can I go with those answers? And so I love the suggestion of just becoming a part of that community and being another educator and another resource for our, our veterans as much as possible um, is, I think, just a, a beautiful thing that we can all be a part of. You won't find a more loyal group than the veterans. Once you earn that trust through service and they understand and realize that you're there to help them, not to sell them, yeah. um, you won't you won't get better referrals in your life. I guarantee you that. It's amazing. And I really liked the, I wrote it down, the Red Fridays, the Remember Everyone Deployed. I think that is a really honorable way and just a really um, respectful way to pay tribute to those individuals and then bring those individuals together and have an opportunity to connect and build community. Um, and like you said, provide a service. So thank you for all of that. Yeah. And I think even to that, you know, inviting the veterans, inviting their families, like, so everyone is in the know of everything that's available to them. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, your question was much better than mine, Stephanie. So... <laughs> Did you, did it come to you? It did. And then I was like, it's, we're off the topic. So it doesn't matter. 
Are you sure? Because we can always circle back. This thing popcorns all over the place. All right, we'll pop, we're fine. We'll popcorn to it. The one other thing I was going to mention was, um, you know, Eric was talking about the the different plans, and Eric, you were talking about, um, you know, maybe someone goes to the VA for most services, anyways, right? Um, might there be a good plan option that's available for someone that doesn't typically go to the doctors, but mainly goes to the VA uh, that that can be offered in a, in an area. Um, so, so they mainly go to the VA or mainly, yeah, go, to mainly go to the VA. Yeah. They mainly go to the VA. I think, um, most of the, I, I would again, do a needs analysis on that, that person, because if they're not hundred percent disabled, they're not getting dental coverage. Um, they're even their hearing aids, for example, like we have great hearing aids on our plans. I don't know if y'all knew this or not, but the VA, if, let's say you have a hearing aid that breaks, right. And you go to the, you know, and they check it out and they see they actually have a program that they download the data from that hearing aid. If you don't use it as much as the VA says that you should use it, they won't replace it. So just different little nuances in there like that. Yeah. That's why it's important to have a backup plan um, with a, a devoted MAPD or an MA only, uh, I think is extremely important. I like that. Thank you. I'm sorry to popcorn because I thought I think we went to a really nice section too, but I was like, I wanted to ask that question. So. Oh yeah. It's no problem at all. That's a really good question. Um, as we kind of wind down the conversation, Eric, this has been really insightful. Um, and you can tell that you have a genuine passion for it, which is wonderful to see. As we look to wrap this dish on veteran affairs, um, are there specific really specific pieces of information or takeaways that you want to make sure that these brokers are walking away with, obviously connecting with the community, um, getting involved, having the families get involved were certainly key themes. But as we kind of wrap up the conversation, if there's one or two things that they walk away from this conversation with, what would those two things be? I think don't be afraid to work with veterans. Um, I think getting the education that you need, don't walk away from somebody who has VA healthcare. Don't walk away from somebody who has TRICARE for life. Don't walk away from somebody who has CHAMP VA. There are, as you do a needs analysis, there are fitting, uh, there, there's some people you do want to walk away with and allow them to have original Medicare if they have TRICARE for life and CHAMP, but not always. You're going to find that there's lots of different ways that we can help these veterans. We're doing a disservice to these veterans by just walking away. We need to make sure that we do a proper needs analysis, understand their needs, and make sure that we're actually fitting the right plan to the right person for the right reasons. And, and that's the main thing. We don't want to ever hurt a veteran. We want to do, um, do the best we can to serve our veterans. They've worked, they, a lot of them gave their lives. A lot of them gave their limbs uh, to serve us. It's about time we give back to them, right? And we're in a perfect position to be able to do that. So, you know, we always talk about thank a veteran, right? And you go out and you thank a veteran. That's great. But we, we're sitting in a position where we can absolutely physically help a veteran and give back. I mean, that's an awesome place to be. So I think it's extremely important. Get educated. You're going to see these trainings come up from us on a regular basis. It's extremely important that you plug in, get to know how and uh, where, how to work with veterans in a positive way that's going to help them, no matter if they have TRICARE for Life, CHAMP VA, or standard VA healthcare coverage, we're there to help. That's awesome. And 
I thought of a question while you're going through that and I feel like we're going to segment off again, but I do want to ask it as you were talking about the needs analysis, do you have some examples of certain questions or different things to, that you would include in that needs analysis to truly understand the baseline, what that veteran might be in need of? Yeah, a lot of times the way that I did it personally, I would ask if they are a veteran themselves or a family member of a veteran. A lot of times, too, you walk into a house, you'll see a folded flag, you'll see signs of that veteran. So, you know, situational awareness is key um, and it helps with that conversation. Right. So that's very important. And don't just end the conversation if they say, well, I uh, I'm not a veteran, but my spouse was. Okay, well, let's find out a little bit more about that. And here's the reason why. There's a lot of veterans that died of a condition related to service. Mm -hmm. If they died of a condition or injury related to service, that spouse may qualify for CHAMP VA. That spouse may not have to pay for Medicare-covered health care for the rest of their lives as long as it's Medicare-covered service through CHAMP VA. So understanding that side of things, that it's not only about the veteran, but to Laura's point is about the family too. And to understand what the spouse's needs are as well. And you could literally change lives in a huge way uh, for, for various different people. Thank you for that. Laura, did you have any other follow-up questions? No, I love that though. I think that's mm -hmm. a really, really great way to talk about how that's brought in as our, just our needs analysis. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. And just in knowing, you know, which faction they have, or maybe they're a veteran that didn't ever sign up for VA healthcare coverage. Here's the, here's a miss that I find a lot of agents do miss. You have agents that help people sign up for LIS. They help people sign up for Medicaid coverage. We need to be helping people sign up for their VA healthcare coverage, open that their lap, that laptop of theirs, help them go to the VA website and create uh, a profile on there and then contact the VSO uh, and give them information to a VSO that you may have built a relationship with to help them walk through how to submit the paperwork and all that kind of stuff. You do that for somebody, that is somebody that is a customer for life because you're really helping them out. Yeah, I love that. I think it's so important. And I and I think, again, to your point, it's a way for us to just to, to be of service to someone who's been of so much service to us. Absolutely. All right, Steph, do we have a, um, a wrap-up question? Of course we do, Laura. All right. Of course we do. That was a wrap-up question. <laughs> no, no, we, remember we do our fun question at the end. <laughs> this is a question that you can't get wrong, supposedly. We'll see what happens. Um, so, Eric, we close every segment with a very random question that Laura doesn't even have any insight into. I just come up with sometimes moments before we get on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, today, we're going to tap into that inner child, and I am very curious, what was your favorite either game or toy that you played with outside? What was your favorite thing to do as a child outside? Oh, my God. I was, I was a kid that was outside constantly, so I would say um, I... I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie and it started when I was young. So I was always jumping bicycles or doing something crazy like that. So it would have to be something on two wheels for sure. And, um, and that's always been my, my passion too on the side, but now I'm, 
I've been so broken because of it over the years that I can no longer do it. <laughs> and now I'm a dog handler. So <laughs> <laughs> different type of adrenaline. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's great. Laura, how about you? Um, I just had like this flashback uh, when you said it of this game and now I have to find it of this game we used to play outside and it was this ball that had eight different sides to it and colors on it and you had wristbands and we would play it with the neighborhood kids and like your wristbands would be a certain color so I'd be like purple for example and I had three purple wristbands and so you throw the ball in the air and if it lands on your color you run and get the ball and then you throw it at someone and hit them. (laughs) (laughs) that sounds like a great game i'd like to play right now (laughs) and if you hit them they gave you one of their wristbands and the point was not to lose all your wristbands or to be the one who gets everyone's wristband (laughs) (laughs) but it was so much fun and like i'm like flashbacking of this game when you said that and i was like i loved playing that game outside that sounds amazing and also kind of made up but i love it (laughs) (laughs) it was it was a game we bought like it's got to be on amazon somewhere now i have to find it (laughs) Oh. Yeah, I just got Rock'em Sock'em Robots here a couple weeks ago. So, you know, oh, it's probably out there yes. somewhere. It's got to be. <laughs> Kicking it old school. I like it. Rock'em Sock'em mm-hmm. Robots. Yes. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, Laura, I cannot wait to hear what this game actually is because I would 100% play this with my kids. I feel like I'm going to like bring it to like our next meeting together. <laughs> our on-site yeah. I like this. We can post pictures of how well that goes. What about you, Stephanie? What what was your game? Um, the the very first thing I thought of was a pogo stick. Like I used to love being outside and I can like still hear the squeak of the pogo stick. <laughs> like the feeling in your hands on the pogo stick. I don't know what it is. There's something about just like bouncing around, being happy and just enjoying the outside. That was the first thing that popped into my head. Aww. Those are super uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So fun. Yeah. So let me know if you do these fun activities as a grown up. <laughs> you got to tap into that inner child every now and then and have a little bit of fun and we can we can share stories. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. All right. Um, oh, and uh, Stephanie, do you want to let people know uh, if they're watching this right now on YouTube, um, how they can find us on other channels? I know you mentioned in the beginning. Yes. So we are now on Spotify as well. So you can search for The Devoted Dish. All of our episodes are currently up there. We'll add this one as well, um, as well as Amazon Music. So if you are an Amazon Music listener, our podcast, Laura, is now (laughs) currently on Amazon Music as well. So as soon as we record these, we'll clean them up, get them out, and those will be posted on Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Awesome. All right. Should we close it out with a little dancing? Got to dance it out. Thanks, Eric, for everything. Bring Luna to dance this time. (laughs) She went to take a nap. All right.